Welcome all my friends to the sweet spot where IT leaders share the insight with other leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas, and this game of the week, I have my two co-hosts, Howard Holden and Paul Lewis. Hey there. <laughs> so just before we start, Howard, did you get that document done? Just want to make sure that you're not yeah. we're not holding you back away from I've maximized my screen. <laughs> um, unlike the pre-record, I'm not distracted any longer. You have a hundred percent of my attention in as much as you can ever have a hundred percent of my attention. <laughs> right. We'll have the sixty-three percent we would normally receive on any other day. <laughs> I have been trying to get that document done, and it is short. It's four paragraphs. I'm trying to get it done for two weeks. And you've chosen not to use ChatGPT? Is that that is an accurate statement? <laughs> I am certain ChatGPT could write it better and faster than I could. <laughs> so, tasty. Anything interesting this past week? Uh, yeah, Denver Comic Con. I mean, it's not technically called Comic Con because. San Diego Comic Con holds the uh, holds the trademark for that, or the trade name, or whatever it is. But um, but yeah, did, Denver Comic Con. Did you successfully pe train people on better D and D usage? I did I did. Play? I did. They gave us a room that seated ninety eight people in one room, eighty nine people in the other. They were across the hall from each other. We got one hundred and twenty five in the room, and nice. they turned away more than fifty people in line. They just stopped counting. So on the little card, they they wrote fifty plus. You stopped counting at that point. Um, my feedback before was make sure we get a room. We were turning people away when you when you when we had a double room. So make sure the room's large. I think with a single room. So I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, but um, so they did not learn their lesson from previous years. Then, so what you're saying? They did not. Um, right. And I do not. That's the one thing I do not like. Right? Is is like I know we're going to make people mad because made made them mad last year. Can we make them less mad this year? Is that at all like a reasonable request? And no, we made them more mad. We made them very, very, very mad. They um, didn't have like conferences have nowadays have like pre-registered, not so that you exclusive use of it, but at least so they can do uh, the accurate counts. No, no, no. They have they have no pre-registration. Um, they they screwed up my description, so description wasn't wasn't entered incorrectly, hmm. which is weird. Um, what did they end up putting for you session? They didn't put our name in it, and they put D plus D, so you couldn't find that if you search for. D and D or Dungeons and Dragons, right? right. Um, and, and we have a we've now we now have fans, right? We've been doing this a long time. We sure. we, we've yeah. kind of ten conventions or something. We now have fans, um, and so they're like, I searched for Dragonfighter and I couldn't find you guys anywhere. I'm like, I get it. They dropped that piece. I don't know why they dropped that piece, but you know, we didn't find any D and D content. I understand they put D plus D. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what they did. <laughs> it didn't seem to affect your audience participation, though. So no, they no. found it. No, and the audience participation. Uh, I wish tech conferences had the participation that fan conferences do. Right. Um, uh, uh, the second I like, I got three slides in, and and it's it, like think of it like I'm delivering a manual, so it's got a bunch of slides, but I don't need to do the slides. I don't really care because I make all of the slides available on my blog, right? Right. Um, and so, so I'm like, I get three slides in and I go, hey, you guys can ask questions at any time. I don't really care about the slides. And then it was just wall to wall. Hmm. Um, and half of each of the sessions, of three of the four sessions, was ChatGPT. <laughs> and then the fourth session was live play. I did all of it in ChatGPT. Nice. Right. I generated the encounter. I read everything. Um, it was great. When, so before that session, we had a little, like, we were waiting in line an hour. Wow. 
Yeah. Like literally we finished a session at 1130. So it ended at 1230. People were already in line for our 130 session. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I felt bad. Right. Like I wouldn't wait an hour to see me. There's no way I'd wait an hour to see me. I don't. Uh, It'd be I, a very I, small list of people I waited an hour for. Really small list, and I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I did crowd work, right? I, I went down early, and I just I, I figured out how to play D and D in standing up in a crowd, really simply, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I generated all of it with ChatGPT. So I generated an encounter completely, read through it, let everybody run it. And then moved on to a different group and did the same thing and moved on to a different group and did the same thing. And each time I regenerated the encounter. So it was completely different for each of the three people and for me, um, all using generative AI. Isn't the risk in those situations, not that this is a gener gen AI pod, but we will hashtag it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every prompt you use is narrowing the search results so that it starts to learn your prompts and therefore... Um, I don't know, is changing what the potential output looked like? Um, not, no. I mean, within, within because it's, I'm using the web interface and it only remembers within the, the context within the specific conversation. The session. Yeah, yeah. Then, then yes, but that was okay within that session because there's okay. a limited number of times I was going to use, I would use that session. Right, okay. Um, and then I just delete the session when I'm done so, the, so there's no long-term long -term learning. But there's also nothing in there that I care to be um, it's uh, like, I'm not asking it to search and return. I'm asking it to, to generate some text based on a number of parameters. Um, so it, it doesn't really matter to me if it, if it starts to narrow it. And I don't know how many times I'd have to do it before it started to become overly repetitive. There were some language elements that it liked to repeat, right? But those language elements didn't actually matter at all for the, for the activity that I was doing. Like I think it, I think it said intrepid adventurers in each one. Your your group of intrepid adventurers crest a hill. Your group of intrepid adventurers reach the edge of the desert. Your group of intrepid adventurers. Um, I found that to be kind of interesting. Like as smart as smart as it is, it's not smart enough to understand that a lack of the thesaurus makes you seem dumb. Right. Um, but I was the only one that noticed because I went from group to group. So each group heard it one time. I heard it three times. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Unless the algorithm believes that that is the most interesting word. Right. <laughs> the, the most interesting synonym is intrepid. Right. The, the, the algorithm is a bro. And, and intrepid adventurers is its version of what's up? <laughs> uh, it, you had a good opening for the next pod. Carlos, remember this for next time. Uh, should tech be should tech conferences be equivalent to fanboy conferences and and why aren't they that'd be a, that'd right. be a good conversation uh, i that swear these are the best presentations i did why are there no tech fanboys let's put it that way i'm a tech fan. there are there are a few of us i'm definitely a tech fan <laughs> you know well you why is, not, that you... why is howard not waiting two hours for uh for the next release of whatever software he buys next That'd be hilarious. Do you, you remember when people did that for Windows 95? Stood in line overnight? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That actually happened. Just to be clear. But, <laughs> but nobody does that anymore. Nobody, you know. I've well, you I've stood in, I stood in line for the first iPhone. I stood in line for the second iPhone. I stood in line for the third iPhone. Uh, I stood in line for the Nintendo Wii, the Nintendo DS, the PlayStation 3. 
the PSP, I think. You know, video games. You say you stand in line. Was that like the night before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you tented, or you just stayed stayed awake the entire time? No, just stayed awake. Yeah. Um. So so it's actually really weird. The Nintendo Wii was Christmas, like I don't know, twenty eleven or something. But it was a Christmas, and and this was uh, the last. Like this was the birth of kind of the stock tracker kind of stuff that was that, that we had, um, and no, I didn't stand in line for the PS3. They had they had PS3s, but nobody wanted them, um, and the Wii was the big hot ticket item for everybody to get. And so, my buddy calls. He's like, "Hey, Target has some Wiis. Let's go. Let's let's go. We're gonna camp." Um, so the idea wasn't mine. I wouldn't do this by myself. But we all go get in line, and I'm the only person without the Nintendo DS. I brought my PlayStation Vita. So everybody, we got our chair set up and we're like, there's a tent, there's two chairs and I think two chairs in us right there. Like we thought we were like seven and eight or six and seven, something along those lines. Right? We were in the first, I guess there, were, there was a tent, two chairs, and then our two chairs. Everybody else that showed up before us and everybody that showed up after us all had Nintendo DSs. So everybody else got to play... Mario something together. I think it was Mario Kart. While I was sitting over there on the PSP going, well, this fucking sucks. <laughs> the, the graphics are better. The games are arguably better, but I, uh, you know, I can't play, I can't play with this group of people that are, you know, doing this. And then it started to snow in Orange County. Hmm. First time I'd ever seen that. Um, it was freezing. And so I, I got up, I pulled my car over to the curb because we were all lined up on the sidewalk, you know, and then people start, and then my three seats started having people cycle in and out to get warm from the, from the cold. It was hilarious, but it was this really cool kind of like bonding experience that we all had. Um, by the time it was all over, I think there were 150 people in line for what ended up being 11 um, Nintendo Wii's. There were some very upset people. I'm okay in general waiting a little bit before I quest. Yeah, it was fun. But now that we're rounding out the 10th minute into our 11th minute, <laughs> I did get some feedback this morning on our previous podcast on the five uh, ideas, concepts of Gen AI. And he wondered aloud, while it's interesting that uh, Howard has stories to tell, I wonder if you can tell me one minute the content starts. <laughs> <laughs> And so for uh, that one listener, Don, uh, it's probably start around the 1130 mark if you're. <laughs> so that that's an actual interesting thing, because with technology, we could probably figure that thing out. Uh, so I will add something. Content start at minute. Um, but I think that I was thinking when you were talking, Howard, that you interact with people in the line. And Paul interact with people as, uh, as a feedback. <laughs> yeah. and, and I interact in different ways. We all receive some kind of feedback or try to connect with us in different ways. So I was thinking, what should be the correct way to interact between tech leaders when they make a new connection? Like it could be through LinkedIn. It could be... Uh, through some other electronic medium. And it was interesting because you had an interesting chat 
this past week with someone that have like a 15 page or 15 step on how to connect. What should be the correct way? And like, will you interact with someone that like a cold email or a cold connection? So, so it's a great question because this comes up all the time. Right. Yeah, I just had an interaction that that blew up with someone who posted, "Hey, here's my 15 contact <laughs> list, 15 steps of contacts for a prospect." Wow. 15. Right? So my reply was something along the lines of, "How do I unsubscribe after one?" <laughs> right? Like like dude, fuck you and your 15. There's just no way. All you're going to do is have me add you to your to my ban list. Right. Right. And and okay, 15 in nine months. Okay, fine. I don't really care. I seem to think this list was 15 in a week or mm. 15 in nine days. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to ban you and I'm going to, I'm literally going to put you on my ban list of companies I will no longer accept solicitation from because that's horrible. That's horribly disrespectful. I don't want to be bombarded by your crap. Right. I tolerate what I'm stuck with as it is when I, you don't unsubscribe me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I never answer phone calls that I don't know the number ever. Right. And yes, I do miss important calls from time to time, but you know what? That's why I got invented voicemail. I don't even answer calls with people I know. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pure black and white on this one. I right. just don't answer calls. Um, yeah. It, uh, it, so, so this comes up often enough. Right. And, and so the, the, when someone like engages and they're like, Hey, like I, I, I looked at your background and you've got a lot of background in positions that we would like to get a hold of. Um, what is the stuff you do answer? And I go, well, none of that, like literally none of it. I don't answer any of it. The, the most you'll get from me is a no thanks. The exception is when you do two things. One, you're interesting, and two, it sounds like you want to have a conversation. Right? How if does someone that, do that? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know that there's a way to put it in a bottle. You know what I mean? Can you make it personal? Can you and can you make it interesting? I'm down for interesting. I'm I'm I'll secondarily I'll take personal. Right? Like you actually saw something that makes this feel not like a form. Oh, do you know what the number one way to get banned is? Keep referring to me by a name that's not mine, <laughs> or blank. Yes, or where it still has the name first name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Insert important person here. So, like you're saying that something interesting. So, will if a person start engaging with your content, do you say that they may like something, comment? Will that be someone that you probably? Will accept a connection or yeah. somebody reaches out and says, Hey, Howard, watch your podcast this morning. I thought it was really interesting how you said, blah, blah, blah. Oh, sweet. Thanks. That's really nice of you to say. Yeah. 100%. Anybody who engages with any of my social, I will absolutely respond to them. At the very least, I will like the comment. And if that person reaches out to me, you know, in email form or some other, I will likely answer them just because I've now. At the very least, recognize their name. And the faster they do it, the more likelihood I'll respond to them. There, there are two ways to always get me to respond. So number one, if I perceive this person to be a peer, right? So if they're a CIO or CTO or CISO or Absolutely. You know, somebody of that level, right? It doesn't have to be a CX, but somebody that I would consider a 
an executive in technology, I will likely respond to them because they're probably looking for strategic advice or just building out their network. They might be local or they might be global. That, that's easy. The second one is if it's, um, it's a warm handoff. So somebody I know yep. is warm handing off somebody to me, right? Uh, you know, Howard sends a note saying, uh, I've known Chris for 18 years. You know, I'd love you guys to have a chat. Awesome. I guarantee I can have that conversation. I guarantee we will talk within the next 48 hours. Yep. These are easy maths, right? Both These... of those things are true for me as well. Yeah. 100%. And I agree with Howard that the vast majority of things I get, I just simply don't respond to, right? They just delete. Yep. Um, and it, it would be a very, very rare circumstance if I'm not in the mood to acquire the product or service they're offering that I'd actually attempt to respond to them in any way. Yep. Very rare. Uh, uh, the, no. That's the difference between Paul and I. Paul okay, will respond see. to them. I will respond to them if I'm not in the market and they <laughs> piss me off. I see. Because <laughs> I want to tell you that you've now been permabanned. <laughs> right? um, the ones that really bother me, like there's two kind of standard responses that really bother me. Um, one is, oh, this thing that everybody knows is critical must not be important to you. Like, oh, your organization security must not be important to you. No, no, no. You're just not important to me. And you're so little important to me and so not unique that I've now added you to my ban list. Right. Right. I'm, I'll never buy from you and I'll make sure no one that works for me ever buys from you. Why? So you have another one. It's an insulting response. Yeah. Right. Like you are specifically attacking me in a way that, that, that looks to my integrity. Fuck you. You don't know me. Right? Right. And you have constantly said things that are not unique so much that you're just part of the noise. So why would I ever communicate with you? And then you resort to being snide. Oh, now I'm, now I'm just upset. Right. Um, the other one is, is there someone else in the organization I should talk to? No, you shouldn't talk to any of us. There's no <laughs> oh, one in my organization. That that you talk to. Trust me, you've hit the gate. Right. There's no other. Right. I promise Still. if there was someone else I think you should talk to, I know who they are. I would have forwarded your email. I have done it before. Right. But I'm not doing it because you have said nothing interesting or unique. Right. Right. I got so, one this morning. Um, what would you say if I said I can make you a unicorn in 90 days? Well, what I would say is you'd be the most valuable resource for any VC. Right. You would not have time to talk to me. <laughs> Therefore, you're full of shit. Please move on. You got that one too? Everybody gets that one. <laughs> right? And they're all crap. They're all like, if all you're going to do is make shit up, why would I talk to you? If you've made it up before we even started the sales process, you're going to make it up all the way through the sales process. I do have a favorite unsolicited vendor email, though. It's the one coming from my direct competitors. Hey, Paul, I've noticed uh, that you do a lot of uh, of Google business. I wonder if you'd like some optimization services. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Did you bother to even look at my email address, let alone, <laughs> let alone my company? I can appreciate maybe you didn't know what my company did entirely. But if I'm your direct competitor on most deals, you'd think that, would have come up at some point, right? Right. Especially if you're an SDR, right? And I get, and I'm not, I'm not embellishing here. At least once a week from a direct competitor's SDR. 
True. Multiple follow-ups, not a single one. Multiple follow-ups. Yeah, yeah. I am this close to responding, saying yes, I'd like to hear more. Yeah. I want to get the the, but I, the secret I, sauce of. What I don't want to waste my hour, but but I'm this close to doing. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, with that in mind, if there's someone else in your organization I should talk to, and send them over to one of your sales guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> just say, hey, like, just see if there's anything you can steal from their presentation because they're not going to the be or at least they're persistent. <laughs> You talked to my SDR. Right. It's like... <laughs> so, so thinking about that, then we have talked that you guys consume content yep. a lot. Yep. So when you consume that content, you probably have to give your email. Sadly. Uh, so what yeah. will it be what you do to consume that content? Do they bother you, those emails that you're consuming or... At this point, I don't even notice them because I get so much spam that makes it through the filter, right? That it just becomes like I just delete it all anyway. So, so I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't actually bother me. Like I used to get really bothered, but but yeah, it doesn't bother how me. How much spam versus oh, and I call it informational spam versus solicitation spam? Is it fifty-fifty? Is it way more information spam? Uh, almost all the spam I get to my work mail address is someone selling me something. Okay. Almost all of it, right? It's like 95 to 5%. Interesting. Right? I think there's maybe 5% of the spam that is generic newsletter type content. Right. How about you? So I Let's say LinkedIn as a channel, 100% solicitation. Uh, email channel is 80% um, content. Mm. Like, But it's it's unsubscribable content if I actually went through the effort of unsubscribing. In the olden days, and by that I mean probably not more than 12 months ago, I was a poll news content subscriber. Now now I'm sorry, it, it was a push to me. Now I'm a poll to me. So oh. now I prefer not to get the email subscription. I prefer to pull the information sources that are more relevant. I only pull. I don't. Yeah. I don't do. I don't do the push. I used to read a lot of newsletters, right? That came to oh, me yeah. daily, weekly newsletters, which at least I didn't have to search. It just came to me. But then I just got overwhelmed. It was just too much. That, that's why I pull yeah. only because yeah. it's it's too overwhelming, and there's no like in the days of RSS when that really worked. That yeah, was that, that was my, that's exactly. Right. And that's what I liked. I liked being able to go to one place and seeing all my news sources and being able to read the articles and yeah. and I could deal with some ads, but they were never overwhelming. Now, now I'm overwhelmed by ads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everything you buy from every vendor you've ever bought is just now more content coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to say targeted ads, like the least you could do is learn when I've already bought the thing. Mm-hmm. Right, like exactly. if I search for a couple of days and then I buy the thing on Amazon, stop advertising it to me. I don't need two air conditioners. <laughs> right. right? It's, it's unlikely if I've currently purchased a toilet that I need another toilet. Right. I likely I'm likely all full on toilets. Right. Hot water heater, refrigerator. Like if I've already bought the thing, why are you continue to advertise the thing? If I've already bought a fucking shirt, I didn't buy two at the time. I'm done with shirts. Advertise something else, sir. You bought a shirt. Would you need a pair of pants? Or a nice belt. I'm down with that. I could at least accept that. Sure. Stop advertising more shirts when I just bought a shirt. I've already bought the shirt. My shirt buying is done. <laughs> I require no more options. Right, right. Give me an accessory that goes along with the shirt. I'm down. 
we noticed the shirt you bought takes cufflinks. Here's an ad for cufflinks. I'd at least find it useful. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's so not relevant that it's frustrating. Versus like, I'd, I'd, I'd just rather they didn't use my browsing patterns. If you're, if, if you're going to give me so such no value from it, don't use my browsing patterns. They're not doing you any good. <laughs> it's unlikely that I went, oh, I just bought that shirt. I bet I could cancel it so I could buy this other shirt that I've never heard of. From a I don't know. <laughs> it's a much better style. Right? Like, it's not going to happen. Carlos, back to your original question. We talked about kind of the vendor angle, but I wonder about the peer angle. Right? So yeah, that's what I was How wondering. do we build peer executive relationships? How do you reach out either in person or digitally to some other CIO, CXO type person that you not necessarily want to do business with, but would feel would have a positive contribution to your network. I reach out to them on LinkedIn and see if they have any content worth following. And if they don't, I don't bother. Hmm. So content is then a determining factor for what you mentioned initially about the worthiness of the connection. Um, kind of the problem is there's no like, there's no forum for peers of the cio and cto can we build one sure i'd be happy to build one like other than regional ones like the cio association of toronto sure sure but those suck um <laughs> like, i'm not looking to date a cio i'm not looking to date a cio <laughs> right like right. um I, 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 every one of those feels like a mixer for the most desperate dating service I've ever been to. <laughs> Lonely CIOs in your region. It really does. Really does, right? Uh, like, like lonely mid net worth people in your region, right? Most of the CIOs I know don't 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 get paid overly well. Right. Um, so, so yes, if there was a like a Reddit type site that I could go to where I could just chat with other CIOs, other executives, that okay. would be phenomenal. I would use that a lot. The closest okay. we kind of have is LinkedIn, right? Where if there are smart people who are peers to me, I can go learn from them and have a conversation with them, and that's great. But if they don't post anything, it's not really worth it to do anything and there's not really a general like area we can chat um i wish there was but but there really kind of isn't what if it was for business so i get asked frequently by my team at large hey uh we'd love to do business with this company x do you have a relationship with their cio cto coo cmo so on and so forth and if not would you reach out and see if you could build a relationship. I do that all the time. Yeah. So what's your approach there? What's the, you're going to connect in LinkedIn. Do you write a little note saying, hey, uh, uh, you know, how's it hanging? I mean, it, it depends <laughs> is, is the answer. Um, so there are some organizations where I'm like, uh, I don't know anybody. I don't want to know anybody. Right. And they just don't bother. Um, I, I, just truthfully, like there's right. a limited amount of time you have in a day. Right. Um, and what I don't want to do is just go, um, Hey, have you met Ted? Right. Sales guy? Right. Um, I I'd rather, you know, like have a conversation with someone first, but that means I have to have a reason to have a conversation. And so, 
Um, I'll try to do a little bit of homework and see, is, are they doing anything interesting that I can, that I would be interested in? Um, and then see if I can get them to talk to me about the interesting thing. And then I go, this is what we do. Is that something interesting to you? And if it's not, then that's the end of it. Yeah. I'm the, I'm a horrible salesperson. <laughs> so, I have a couple rules in place generally. I, so if they're already connected to me, I hop, hop you send them a note, right? And if I've already, if I know them, at least I've met them in some way, then it's an easy conversation. Hey, uh, Sally, uh, remember we worked together a couple of years back, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll have a little bit of chat. If they're connected to me and I don't know them, then it's much more likely that they've sent me a LinkedIn request based on content they've produced. Yep. So that's kind of the angle I take, right? To say, hey, uh, thanks for connecting with me. I noticed it was, you know, 2021, uh, seeing how you're doing. Like it's just a real benign reach out just to see if there's a response. If there's a response, I'll interact. If there's no response, I'm not going to push it. Uh, and the last the last point that I find a requirement is if I don't know this person at all, they're not linked in to me at all. I will not reach out to them until we have at least had one or two sales conversations because I like the approach to be, Hey, I've heard our teams are talking. If there's anything you'd like to know about Pythian, happy to be a service. I won't go as the first uh, point of contact with an organization. Sure. There's nothing to say at that point. Then I just look like a salesperson. But if they're already having conversations, I can use that as the as the bridge to say, hey, this this is already occurring. So therefore, it's a good time for me to interact with you. Sure. We do different things. Yeah. You and I do different things, right? So if I'm reaching out, I'm reaching out as an analyst, right? right. Um, there's always, like, it's part of the reason I won't reach out if I don't think they're doing anything interesting because I'm going to offer a briefing call, right? which means I'm going to invest my time and in learning more about them. And if I don't think what they're doing is interesting, I don't want to, I, don't, I just don't want to do that. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so we so do then, do different things, right? And now, then you, you reach out to both, you know, end user customers and vendor customers. I, I do. Um, either easier, either more difficult. Vendors are actually easier because it's pretty like you, they're so similar. The language can be so similar um, versus end users are, are much more complex. Um, and then I'm doing a free half hour advisory call is effectively, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, I, I mostly enjoy those uh, except when they don't have a clue what, you know, when they think I'm Gartner and I'm just going to parrot shit from 10 years ago. <laughs> Give them old information. Well, I mean, that's what I always got from Gartner. Outdated visuals. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, here's your, here's your operating model. It's based on ITSM 1.0. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not at all useful. What does a cloud operating model look like? Same thing, but we draw clouds around the heads. This is this is a side note, but interesting enough for me to mention. Recently, and I would say the last quarter, I've been getting some declines of attending both virtual and physical analyst content because I'm the chief technologist of a of a services organization. Yeah that they've perceived me and my team to be not valuable enough to receive the content because my company sells stuff. Interesting. Which is incredibly insulting. So insulting that I almost always now respond with a pretty lengthy 
what are you talking about email? So I thought that was just me. So you're getting the declines too. Yeah. As the CTO, submitting as the CTO for the organization. Sorry, sir. Uh, you, uh, you, you, your, your invitation has been declined. I'm like, declined. <laughs> I buy this much IT. <laughs> you know, I control this much budget. You know, I'm on the website doing this. Yes, we also sell services, but that's beside the point. Is that so is this new? Is this because it hasn't happened before, except for the last, you know, three to four months. Well, what's funny is their competitor sales team is showing up to the to the webinar to the event, <laughs> right. right? Like, like, like you're not, you're not, you're not, you haven't figured, figured out a good way to decline them, right? Right. Um, and then at the same time, those same companies are complaining that oh, our attendance is so low. Right. But you think well, they want to fill the seats? Yeah, I mean. You know, fill the seat, buddy. Fill the seat, buddy. But I buy IT. That's the kind of the point here. Is that vendors also have IT? I'm not sure why you think they don't. Like they're, it's not a bunch of salespeople. <laughs> it's it's an operating company that has expenses and requires clearly infrastructure and productivity tools and everything else you would require to operate a company. But remember. These are the same people that said IT infrastructure and IT operations not remotely the same, have nothing in common, must be sold to, talked to, and marketed differently. I see. So I think that before we finish, I've been seeing a lot of new apps targeted specifically to connect on LinkedIn. Hmm. And supposedly they get you the contact, but also email and phone number. What do you think about those and when people use it to for their networking? Because they're trying to market to sales to get reach. Sure. So Can you call us. Good. Yeah. I think in this day and age, if you actually control any budget whatsoever and you're answering unsolicited sales calls, you're a lunatic. <laughs> Stop doing it. There is no benefit that will come from it. I promise someone in your network will have an answer to the thing you're looking for. Try asking them. Yeah. And when you are actually in the market to buy something, you, all of these people will answer your calls. No matter how much you ignore them, they will answer your first um, call. <laughs> correct. There's no downside to ignoring them. That's None. the reality of the situation. None whatsoever. Right. I mean, you will never be on their blacklist. Yep. <laughs> they don't have one of those. Yep. And and look, if you're like, you know what, I just don't have a clue what to buy, just post that to LinkedIn. Right. See what happens. I promise you get 27 calls about it in an hour. Wait, that, you know, that would be funny. Like, is anybody out there selling this service? I think that's a good test. I think that might be a worthwhile, worthwhile experiment. No, I, like I'm not even I, I'm I'm not even kidding. It's a far more efficient way to do it, right? right. I, I promise. If we were all transparent about what we were buying, the cold calls could just go away, right? Right? Like, you know, hey, I'm doing an RFP for this technology. If you'd like to join it, here's how you join it. Throw the instructions on LinkedIn. What do you care if you get 70 responses? Use an automated platform. Exactly. Tons of them. Well, that's a good one. So I think that the idea is connect with the network, don't spam, 
Don't just email. Yeah. What was the word that you use, Howard? Don't belittle you was what you said that they... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't be insulting. Right? Yeah. Uh, th take your FUD and throw it in the trash. Right? Well, the one thing that could be way more improved, I think we even mentioned this maybe even a year back, uh, is the in-conference networking experience. Oh, God, yes. It would be way better. Like, sir, some of the apps have, like, some sort of social, right? You can opt in, hey, you want to contact me? Vast majority of people don't use that for the most part. But if there was a simple integration between the attendees and LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile, and show me who's already my first connections, that would be awesome. That would I would pay big dollars for a function that did that. Yep. I'd love to see who I'm already connected with. It's going to be at the conference. Yeah, 100%. With that. The other one that I'd like is if I'm if you let me pre-register for all the content, yeah. connect me with other people that pre-registered for the same content and like assign us a seat at the same table at lunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like put us together. Give give us assigned seating. Right? Like set up a group one, group two, group three, group four for every conference and if and or every room. And if I'm in that room, just let me know. Hey, you're sitting in group one. Yeah. Hey, you're a in general conference conference Slack group. channel with the people who subscribe to the same content. Oh, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. No? Okay. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Maybe that's I don't want the notifications. You know what I mean? All right. Um <laughs> you don't want notifications. <laughs> well, there's already so many channels that people get a hold of you. Like I don't need another one. Right. Fair um, enough. But there are some ways to, to, to really kind of improve that. And, and at that point, I don't actually care if you seat me next to someone that's selling something related to the talk. I don't actually care. I can still have a great conversation with them. Yeah. I'm going to let them know, look, I'm either buying or not buying that thing now. So, so contact me or don't. It's far more effective than 15 attempts. Right. That are just going to aggravate me. Right. Right. Email, phone, LinkedIn message. Skywriting, SMS. <laughs> I still get call your family, call. your mother, pretend to be the IRS. I, I don't know what the fifteen are, but they're <laughs> there's no way they're not obnoxious. I, I'm still shocked in this day and age. I get a phone call solicitation. It's weird to me. Blows my mind. <laughs> how all the digital channels that exist, somebody still physically picks up the call. Yeah, blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, my friends. There you have it. Make sure that you learn how to connect so you don't get your call drop or you can get on Howard's ban list. <laughs> so, my friend, we'll see you on our next episode.